Hi, and welcome to All Things Cozy with Matt and Jillian. We are a bi-weekly podcast about everything that is warm, soft, and comforting. On today's episode, we'll tailor our discussion to the topic of clothes we find cozy for every season, but we won't be walking the runway alone. <laughs> Simone Konu Ray, stylist, lecturer at London College of Fashion, and founder of the fashion magazine Also Journal, joins us to navigate our closets for the coziest fits. Welcome, Welcome. to the show, Simone. Thank Welcome. you, guys. <laughs> I'm very honored to be here. We're, we're honored we're to honored. have you. It's our privilege. We're really happy to have a professional stylist with us to elevate our clothing above our schlubby normal wear. <laughs> I'll speak personally. Actually, no, Julian I, has I great fashion. No, you don't. Julian has a great fashion sense. I'm much more of like, I'm going out in a hoodie, graphic tees. It's, it's awful. Well, hopefully I'll try to give you some, um, share some light on my fashion coziness especially now that we're all quarantined we need the coziest (laughs) clothes possible that's right well you know preparing for the time when we're able to actually go out in the world we will go out in style yes exactly (laughs) let's emerge like butterflies that's right (laughs) so let's get in this chrysalis together (laughs) this fashion chrysalis um has it got rhinestones oh, of course yeah it? it's, it's liberace and okay, great. has completely redecorated the whole thing there's a con- candelabra on top of it before we get into that let's dive into what's making us feel cozy this week jillian what's making you feel cozy this week it's this little cute spot called mom donut and chinese food to go it's right near my house donuts and chinese food peas in a pot well that's the thing in New York, we don't have any do- donut donut <laughs> donut combinations. So this is a whole new thing for me. I've never seen donuts and Chinese food combined, but it's just this place that's been around since 1995. It's like a little A-line donut hut, so it's pretty cute. And I always wondered what the deal with it was, so I decided to go last night because I know that a lot of places aren't being patronized, especially you know um, Asian restaurants, unfortunately. So I wanted to go in and buy something. And so I went in and the cutest little place, the most delicious donuts. And I never get donuts. I'm not the person who's like, I'm going to get a donut today. And walk but now in it's and altruistic. Get a donut. Now you're helping others by consuming donuts. And it was the fluffiest, sweetest little donut. And he gave me an extra one for free. It was Aww, so sweet. He's there generous. all by himself, the owner. It's been around since 1995, I think I mentioned. Um, and so he seemed really thrilled that we had come in and we got two coffees and some donuts. Didn't have any Chinese food, unfortunately, but he just was so sweet. And it's nice to support a local spot. And something so bizarre as a Chinese food and donut combination. But I realized that they combined the two to survive because there's so many donut shops in L.A., they wanted to diversify, and so he's profiled in the Atlantic, which I thought was oh, pretty really? surprising. Some little mom and pop shop, because um, this writer from New York wanted to figure out why there's so many donut and Chinese com- food combinations in LA. Mm-hmm. And so he talked to the owner, and the owner said, um, "We have to make both. If I don't have food, maybe I don't survive." So I'm like, "Okay, That's well there dark. you go. A little dark, yeah." <laughs> but it's, I mean, it's smart. So get your donuts, get your Chinese food, and. Support local business. And it made me feel cozy because a free donut's cozy. Yeah, absolutely. Have you been there before? I always walk by it and I'm just not that... I love Chinese food, but you know, I like to pre-plan my food outings. Um, so, But today I decided, or last night, that I was going to go and roll the dice. And I'm glad that I did. Roll the dough. Yeah, roll that <laughs> dough. Seriously, so fluffy and so sweet. And I don't know. It was so sweet they gave us an extra donut, so... Could I ask, do they have any, you speak of Chinese and donut combinations, but do they manifest themselves together? Like a donut with some Chinese food You know, maybe that's a whole new business. That is a niche <laughs> that I would go. like to explore because <laughs> I like donuts and I like Chinese food. Yeah. It's and I feel there's together. a little space Yeah, since they're in the same space that yeah. they could actually be on the same plate. There's definitely room for a savory pastry there. Oh, yeah. For sure. I, th- I think we can... Definitely innovate in that area. We'll send our comments yeah. over. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, we'll give them a new idea and next thing I'll be in the request. Atlantic. Right. Just, Again. Yeah, being profiled and who knows. But mom donut and Chinese food to go. Yummy. If you're in Silver Lake, go into their little hut and get yourself a donut. You got to go to mom's. got to go to mom's. That's wonderful. What's yeah. making me feel cozy is a misty walk around the Hollywood Reservoir. 
which I did with Simone. Yes, we did it together. And her husband and their beautiful baby, who I described in our last episode as We're still here. being very cozy. <laughs> very cozy. He's taking a nap. We're trying to squeeze this recording in while the baby's that napping. That's the best smell. Oh, yeah, he's a Bottle little darling. Up. But it's been amazing having them visit because this baby is wonderful. They're, Simone and Cameron are great too, but this baby is ba- on another <laughs> the level. The baby is on another level. <laughs> they tolerate us because we have the baby. <laughs> Big draw. So, um, you know, wanting to get out of the house but not go to crowded places necessarily, we went on a little walk around the reservoir, and it was beautiful. It was a very misty day. You could see the Hollywood sign. And it, it was very cinematic, I would say. Mm. Like the the, <laughs> the mist was rolling over the hills, over the Hollywood. Maybe o- ominous, I guess you might say. <laughs> yeah. That sounds um, cozy, too. But there was also like a lot of nature happening. You know, the, the ducks don't know what's going on. So the cormorants were, you know, yeah. preening their feathers. And it was just like a really perfect temperature, like cool and nice and, and moist. <laughs> I like <laughs> Our listeners like, please don't use that word. Um <laughs> I think the the smell was the best part because it had that moisture and so it was bringing out that tree smell, the, the pineiness. Yeah, that dewy scent that we got from that candle yes. the other week it was very good. And the good. eucalyptus was quite magical. Yeah, as the well. eucalyptus was really strong. So there's like a lot of nice floral scents happening, and a and a really just pleasant walk. Got some exercise, and how would you say it was spitting? Yes, I would say it was probably a light drizzle, or we could describe it as spitting. <laughs> being British, we have many words. Oh, to describe it's called rain. spitting. Yes, spitting, like being spat on. Oh, that, that's very many accurate. times yeah. by the clouds. Spitting. <laughs> so yeah, so, so that was cozy. I think mist is cozy. Maybe yeah. throw some mist in there. It can be ominous, but I I think mist is cozy. Yeah, I agree. It's like when I see mist, I'm like, I can stay inside. Today. Yeah. <laughs> But for some reason, we ventured out into the rain. Well, you need to get some fresh air. Yeah, 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 we couldn't stay cooped up all day. No. No. Simone, what is making you feel cozy? Um, Really, the rain generally in LA, and I know that it's not a city that is known, probably not globally for its rain, but by its residents, you're probably quite familiar with a rainy day in LA. But for me, it feels very, um, I guess, out of place in my mind for what I think of as LA Mm -hmm. sunshine and beaches and tan skin and all of a sudden we've got kind of like this dramatic downpour um so that's made me feel quite cozy and nostalgic for um being in London my other drizzly (laughs) (laughs) you just you can't get enough of it (laughs) and actually it reminds me of another time I came to LA uh, quite a few years ago to visit um and it was raining then so I seem to bring the weather with me potentially um but yeah generally the rain has has allowed me to wear a few more layers than um i had initially planned to wear but but, well it's been great i've been layering up my coats on top of coats and various other things so yeah i've really enjoyed um that kind of experience and seeing a completely deserted la because of the rain yeah and it's other totally reasons. And other reasons, <laughs> but it's really empty because yeah. I think the rain just deters mm-hmm. people generally. Yeah, when yeah. when it does rain here, people do not leave their people house. People lose it. Yeah. They can't drive. They can't do anything. I love it. If we had that excuse in England, we would not get anything done. We have yeah. it for snow, though. And we, mm-hmm. it does snow occasionally, and that's when, uh, when life grinds to a halt. But rain, we just trudge on through. <laughs> not here. No, it's a <laughs> no. national emergency. Yeah, it's a national emergency. <laughs> I had a coworker who said that Rain was God's way of telling her to stay home. So she never Whoa. came to work when it rained. We always knew that teacher would have a sub Are that day. Are you serious? Yeah, I'm serious. She never <laughs> came in so dirt while it rained. You know, but it rains infrequently enough in Los Angeles that mm. you can kind of get away with that. But like as Simone's saying, if she were, were working in London, she would be out of the job. Yeah, yeah. she would be unemployed. <laughs> well, thank you for bringing the rain. You're welcome. Anytime Simone, you need it. Simone and Cameron bring the rain wherever they go because we met up with them in <laughs> Japan and the same thing happened. Oh my God, I get rained so I hard. hate that so much. People are like, you really brought the weather with you. <laughs> but, but, but you know, the older I case. get, the more I'm leaning on those old chestnuts. So here we go. <laughs> well, layering coats is a great transition to our main topic. Yes. The intersection of cozy and fashion. Yeah. This is where we interrogate Simone and get all of her professional expertise mm-hmm. about both those things. I think it's important that we start off with defining our terms. So how do we define cozy fashion? What does that mean to us? Coziness is synonymous with comfort to me. Mm -hmm. But that 
in and of itself is very subjective. So what is comfortable to me might not be comfortable mm. to somebody else. What is comfortable to me now in this current situation, given the climate around me, may not be comfortable mm-hmm. if I were in a hotter LA, for example. Yeah. <laughs> the same city, but on a different day. So um, I think I'm going to go with the idea of fundamentally being comfortable and feeling kind of at ease. Um, some people might feel comfortable in, in a corset. I don't. Mm-hmm. Or they might feel comfortable in high heels. I don't. <laughs> no, I think it's a good point that yeah. it's different for every single yeah. person. Because, you know, some people might feel cozy in a romper, but then when you have to go to the bathroom, it's a little yeah. difficult. Yes. And so, you know... Jillian's looking at me in my romper thinking, oh, how does she go to the toilet? <laughs> it looks very comfy. But so for what, you know, you're right. Some people might be in a corset and it might be comfortable for them because they're every day or, you know, really being really dressed up. Or I, they love steampunk. Yes. Who knows? <laughs> they don't feel comfortable unless they're wearing a top hat with goggles on them. I personally have a little thing for steampunk. You do? Yeah, just, I don't know. I just find it really intriguing. What goes better together than science fiction and Victorian England? I don't really know. I think it's two moments of time which should always be fused together. I think comfortable and at ease, whatever that means to an individual person, is a great way of describing cozy fashion. Because as we discussed with coziness, like coziness is very personal. And it really reflects your experience. So... Um, however, whatever makes you feel safe and secure, that's going to be different for everybody. And that is no exception for clothing. On that point, going into more specifically thinking about items of clothing. So like what makes an item of clothing cozy? Comfort, I guess, is one of them. Like, I guess for me, like if I'm thinking about items in my closet that I consider coziest, like for me personally, I like a more generous fit. Things that I can kind of grow into in terms of like maternity clothes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, that's where my hoodies are my favorite thing yeah. to wear when I'm around the house because, like, mm-hmm. they're so forgiving. Yeah. Hoodies don't judge. But you don't need any forgiving. <laughs> but, anyways, they let my rolls pop out. <laughs> oh, please. Um, for me, it's also a little bit of nostalgia. Like, I love a good worn in pair of jeans that. I've had through the years too. Memories. Just, yeah. Like, mem- like just something that you, all the places I've sit in those jeans. Well, you, know, <laughs> sat. you know what I'm talking sit about. Sat. Just pl- the jean you had for a really long time, like your favorite pair of jeans. That's a specific. It, it loves you and it loves your body. Yeah. Way, it always you know? fits. Exactly. It always, you know, no matter how about your body. Yeah, it's, it's stretched right to the point where it's like perfectly. It's fitting reached you. its elastic limit. <laughs> essentially. <laughs> it's about to, to burst. I only buy stretchy jeans now because they're the only things that I can really wear comfortably. Yeah, I d- I'm not uh, against an elasticated waist. I'm going to oh, yeah. just put it out there. <laughs> <laughs> the fashion world's going to be going, oh, she's lost the plot. An elasticated waist? Wait, is that, a, is that a big no-no? <laughs> uh, well, let's. we could call it a drawstring if we want to make it a bit more fashion. So mm. that 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 is essentially... But it's, it's comfortable, I'm not going to yeah. lie. Yeah. <laughs> I agree with Julian that definitely nostalgia in terms of like memories I associate with that I'm in clothing. There are things I hold on to that I don't wear anymore, but I can't Oh yeah, same. I can't work up the the will to throw it out or give it away because it's too meaningful. I also if people give things as gifts to me, I feel like I'm betraying them if I throw it out. So I, I hold on to a lot of gifts. <laughs> Case in point my grandma once bought me this horrific toy when I was a little boy and it was a, a, a gross skull that like back in like the nineties, that's where really like goo and gack were really mm. popular and those like um was it those the creepy crawly un, like ovens creepy mm-hmm. crawlers something yeah you know? yeah it's kind of in that vein and you just like you would put slime in it and like you would it's Bake it, it would squelch teeth, <laughs> you could tear its teeth out and put eyeballs in it and it terrified me i hated it so much i was oh. not into this toy but it was in my closet until i was 21 and finally decided oh wow to go. okay yeah you really <laughs> because, hold on to yeah things. because i was like my grandma got that for me and therefore it can never go it was a gift from her <laughs> 21. Yeah. I, I mean, was, I wasn't living at home at that point. It was just in the attic. Yeah. But that was when I was finally ready to let it go. I'm a, I'm a recondoed it, finally. It seems like it'd be fun to play with. Yeah. Anyway, I digress. <laughs> <laughs> well, but, like, so going back to like clothing, like I also find it cozy to have clothing that represents my interests or I mean all clothing is representative of who you are, right? When you're going out like Yeah, definitely. Like you it's one of the ways that people look at you and and make a kind of instant judgment on right. your character like do i will i like this person are they 
somebody like me? Are they different from me? You know, so sometimes I'm not prepared for that connection. Well, you're making statements all the time. So I know, you should right? Be prepared. <laughs> well, especially when you wear things yeah. that are just like things that a lot of people like, like Star Wars. Like, let's say yeah. I'm wearing a Star Wars shirt. And then I'll get a lot of comments like, oh, I love Star Wars. Like, what did you think of the last movie? And it's like, I'm not interested in having a conversation right now. <laughs> on I, mean, the I, I like that you like, yeah. Like, really? Not really on the street, but oh. in shops. So, like, the person at the register might say something or okay. it's not crazy. Like, it's things any normal person would say, but I get very socially anxious sometimes. So, I'm like, I'm not prepared to talk about my favorite Star Wars movie, which is a very normal question to ask me. Yeah. I'm good most of the time. I'm, I'm making myself out to be completely inept, but I'm not. But, they but, do they do elicit conversations if you're wearing stuff mm. that like I I do enjoy wearing t-shirts especially I gotten like a real kick like concert tees bands mm. I like I find it cozy to wear the things I like that's kind of the phase I'm in right now Yeah I really enjoy uh thrifting it just there's just so much I feel there's so many stories attached or that you, I really had to work to find a really mm. good piece. And that's yeah. what I, and then, so when you work so hard to earn it, it comes, has a more level of coziness that there's a reward in it that I find cozy. Um, so that's still a favorite pastime for me, but in LA it's just so more difficult to find good thrifting. Um, I, I like the thrifting. That's not, you know, a curated vintage store. I like going into the, the Goodwills, and I think the smaller the city, the better the Goodwills and <laughs> thrift stores. Um, so that's that's just something that I always hold near and dear to my heart. It's cozy for me. Go on this little journey. You don't know what you're going to find. Is it going to be a hit or a miss? And the whole yeah, adventure. It's, it's definitely, I think, well, I, I do a lot of vintage shopping, thrifting, vintage shopping, secondhand shopping, whatever you want to call it. And I, I think it's the idea of keeping your mind very open to... Mm-hmm what it is that you might discover so like people always ask me oh i'm looking for i don't know this item and i want to go and find a vintage version of it where will i go and you give them a list of vintage stores and then they say well actually i didn't find that item and it's like i don't know it's almost like you say explaining the experience of them being open Mm -hmm. you never know what you're going to come across and maybe you find something that you're completely not looking for which is kind of ideal but if you have a very kind of fixated view in your mind like I only want this experience from you know I only want this specific item it becomes very hard to kind of enjoy exactly that experience yeah and maybe the regular shopping experience is better for you yeah you have to have patience Mm. and a lot of people don't possess that when they go shopping they just want to be in and out they have an idea of what they want which is you know fine in in itself but um for me I I want my clothes to feel special yeah in, in a way and so um that's kind of been a challenge here i find because either the secondhand consignment stores are so ex- expensive and too curated yeah and you know and then the, the other stores are too picked over so it's been kind of hard but still like like, like you said you have to be open-minded and go on a journey and that's cozy for me Indeed. I love a cozy journey in a vintage store. Yeah. In fact, I was in Goodwill recently in, there's one in Fairfax in LA, mm. and I found a really amazing um, men's suit for $20, oh, which nice. I bought because it was just too It looks amazing, amazing on you. Win. It's very David Byrne. <laughs> it's, it's like this kind of like weird retro green color. Um, and it said on the label, it just says made in the USA. And I thought that that was actually really something quite, instead of having lots of kind of, um, I don't know, random different things that I bought from from LA, just to have one item of clothing that clearly said and label made in the USA was enough to kind yeah. of shape my need for all these kind of bits and bobs. Um, I'm, I'm sure though in a week you'll be like, please send us some Universal Studios t-shirts. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> A garish Hollywood t-shirt hoodie. <laughs> it's missing from my collection. I am in a way quite opposite to you, Matt, and I don't wear like any logos or like any band t-shirts. And maybe because I don't want to have a conversation with people. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm like, don't talk to me. Um, even at home? You're... Even at home. I rarely have a t-shirt with something printed on it. Unless it's a sleeping t-shirt. And we all know we've got a pile of sleeping oh, t-shirts at home. Um, which are usually my softest and most cozy or t-shirts. Um, so maybe I should wear them out more. But um, yeah, I don't often wear lots of kind of like logo things or mm-hmm. band t-shirts. Maybe because I'm not cool enough and I don't go and see a lot of bands. No, <laughs> like I think it's much cooler guys. to not wear logos. <laughs> but I'm also stuck in 
childhood. Like, I'm, I have arrested development around, like, I like Star Wars. <laughs> I get to see. Magic the Gathering. So, and I need people to know that. Okay, so this is where, like, going off of the intersection of fashion and cozy. Yeah. Like, fashion, kick it off. Like, no more, th- th- this is not fashionable. But, like, when I get home from work, like, the first thing I do is change into my, like, home clothes, mm-hmm. which are, like, a pair of comfortable sweatpants or, like, the Juggalo gym shorts that <laughs> I've, I have had these gym shorts since I was in high school. I know what you're talking you know, about. The blue ones? No, they're black. But, you know, oh, the thing is that... Yeah, Jillian, they're black. Back Pay attention. Day, back Details. In, like, back right. in 2004, you see... Um, it was fashionable to have your shorts as close to your ankle as possible. And so I still have these basketball your shorts that go popping like, all the way. <laughs> exactly. Like puffed up at the top. So I'm usually like in a hoodie wearing those. I mean, Simone's seen this <laughs> basically the entire yeah. time she's here. I think they're but, pretty cool. Oh, there's, yeah, they're really cool. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Don't lie to me. <laughs> Eight um, out of 10 for coolness. <laughs> I think that's what makes you cozy, though. You have no, these staples. No, but to me, it's important to like get my street clothes or work clothes off mm-hmm. as soon as I come in the door, especially if I'm not doing anything the rest of the night. That's cozy to me, but that's not fashionable. Do you, do you have do you do that too? Is there like when you come home, do you change right away, or do you sit around in your street clothes? I think there's two reasons why I would do that. One is if I feel like I've been doing things that are quite dirty, mm-hmm. and being a stylist. I get down and dirty. <laughs> no, um, you're rolling around on the floor sometimes in a studio or mm-hmm. like on location. So you can actually pick up like you can be quite filthy when you get yeah. home. Um, so I don't want to like bring all of that. Yeah, same thing working in school. Like you're just around mm-hmm. a lot of people. You want to like remove the, those clothes. Exactly. And put that in the wash. Right. Um, so there is. Yeah, there's the need to kind of like take things off and in a way that kind of feels like a kind of ritual you know you're coming home you're purging yourself of the outside world and then you kind of select from your cozier home clothes um, and it's interesting that you kind of describe them as like a, it's like a separate wardrobe in mm-hmm. a way um, of things that maybe you don't necessarily want to wear out and I've just found that Recently, I've started to, not here because I've been borrowing your tracksuit bottoms. You've been very <laughs> kind to me and loaned me your, your tracksuit You look great bottoms. in them. Uh, thank you. They're much better um, on you. <laughs> but at home, I try to have clothes that if I answer the door or if I need to run to the shop, that they are doubling up as mm-hmm. something which feels cozy, but also is... Like socially acceptable. Socially acceptable well, to wear hard, outside. Um, balance to strike. I now that so I'm working from home, I'm sure if other listeners who do the same can relate. But say I'll go to you know yoga and I just stand in my yoga pants all day. And next next thing you know, I'm one of those LA people is walking around their a- athletic leisure wear or whatever. And now I'm constantly in yoga pants, which is not something I aspire to. <laughs> but it's hard. But when I used to work out of the house, I did the same thing. Like. Matting, but you guys did where I just would immediately come home and just get into my pajama pants. There's always that one pajama pant that everyone has that's yeah. so, so comfy and soft and cozy and it has holes in it and I still have it and I just wear it all the time. Um, but yeah, it's hard when you work from home to have that disconnect of, okay, I'm getting to my cl- cozy clothes now and do I, should I wake up in the morning early and put on real clothes and yeah. not going anywhere? But it's a yeah, but thing. <laughs> I, it's still kind of, I feel like important if you, if you are working from home to make a distinction, like this is my work yes. self versus like my loungy self. Yeah. Um, although sometimes it can be difficult to work up the willpower to the, change. The muster. <laughs> but I think it does help you focus when you're working to like at least put on clothes that you might wear if you were actually going to an office. Yeah. For sure. But it's also hard for me being in LA because I think my cozy fashion sense is more, or fashionable sense is more geared towards fall and winter, mm-hmm. but you know, we can transition into talking about different cozy fashionable wear for various seasons Yeah, because that changes. So what are your thoughts on um, different cozy fashions for, let's say, winter versus fall and summer? I mean, instinctively, I when it's winter, I want to wear jumpers. And I get really excited at the moment that I can unpack, like, because jumpers take up a lot of space in my Jumpers wardrobe. are sweaters, by the way. Sorry. <laughs> Translation. I was just like, oh, yeah, I, I was imagining something different. For any of our American listeners. Sweaters. Which are most of them. <laughs> Pullovers. I was, I was going with Listen, it. Listen, I think Harry Potter has allowed most people to know what a jumper okay, is by now. Fine. So but. a sweater, but they're not all sweaters. So, jumpers. I would just some of them are turtlenecks. Mm. Some of them are roll necks. Anyway, I have a pile of jumpers that I can't. They just 
are too big in my wardrobe if it's summertime, which in the UK, again, is a very short window. It's approximately mm. two to three weeks of summertime you get a year. Perfect. <laughs> so just enough time to pack those away and get them back out again. Um, and I really look forward to that idea of like getting those clothes out again and being wrapped up in those jumpers. One thing I... Uh, and this is going to sound really weird as a stylist. I think one, and I know that everyone will say, this is a cozy item. Why is she hating on it? Cardigans are something which I don't know why, but mm. I feel a slight weirdness around. Really? Mm. <laughs> I, I was going to be a coziness. It definitely is a cozy item. But for me, it's one that kind of freaks me out a little bit. Because of what you have to pair underneath. It's not fashionable. Yeah, I don't know what it is. I just <laughs> What did Mr. Rogers do to you? <laughs> I can't look at a cardigan. Well, they kind of they kind of had their moment and they they yeah. peaked. Yeah, I think yeah, I think, I think you're right about that. Like I love my cardigans, but I've kind of moved on from a lot of them. Yeah. I agree that sweaters are what I'm looking forward to wearing in winter and I have specific sweaters that I really don't wear the rest of the year yeah. and I'm really excited to bust those out. In addition to sweaters, I think coats oh, are yes. really cozy. Mm-hmm. Um, I like have my big puffy winter coat that I only get to wear in Chicago, but I get excited about it, even though it's like not really fashionable, but I think you can get really fashionable, cool looking coats to wear in the winter because I'm only in Chicago for like two weeks. It's like, I don't, it's more about staying warm, but it is, we were talking about this yesterday, those puffer jackets, they, it's like wearing a down blanket. Yeah, it's essentially a, a wearable sleeping bag. Right. Yeah, yeah <laughs> and, it really is. And actually, you can. I, I would say they are fashionable in their ubiquity because when you look around, like any kind of modern city that is slightly cool, as in temperature-wise, not as in cool like we are, um, <laughs> everybody has like a down puffer automatically. Like over the last five years, I just see it's like the coat du jour um and i think there is something it's practical it's warm you know and it provides you with that kind of feeling of must be essentially coziness Mm -hmm. because it's cold out there and you want to be snuggled up yeah i resisted it for so long i said when i get a puffer jacket a day like i'm dying (laughs) wow i just hate i just hated them but when i went to toronto i just gave you saw the practice i just gave in and and there's something cozy about giving in and just getting what's warm giving into comfort. and sensible. Yeah. yeah. Because I would always have, you know, I, yeah, I'm really big on like trying to find like fashionable coats and um, stuff like that. So I thought the puffer would be the end of it. But you're right. It's having a moment. It's, 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 ha- it's having a renaissance of some kind. Mm. There's all these different types of puffy jackets and what have you. But I think comfort is cozy. Being sensible and freezing weather is cozy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Not being an idiot. <laughs> um. Very cozy to not be an idiot. <laughs> Absolutely. So that's winter, right? We're looking. We're reaching for our, our jumpers, our sweaters. Yeah, and our, our, a selection of coats. Our, it, our coats. I have a lot of coats, actually, that uh, most of them aren't very practical, but I, I like to have them as... You wear coats so often in winter that I feel having a lot of them yeah. helps evolve your outfit. Oh, th- yeah, it does mm-hmm. matter a lot. Whereas Cameron, my husband, would say you have too many coats and i tell him <laughs> never have too many coats no such thing as the wardrobe is falling over with coats mm-hmm. um yeah so i feel they're a fundamental item of winter well let's bring it up a little warmer into simone uh armed me with this vocabulary trans seasons <laughs> you're so, welcome <laughs> <laughs> i never heard of that thanks for the domain specific vocabulary um fall and spring yes. so those, those autumn, traditional periods. for those english listeners <laughs> All two of you. Those, I I mean, I think those are my favorite seasons to dress for because you get to layer, but Mm -hmm. it's not so heavy that you're, it doesn't almost matter what you're wearing underneath your giant puffer coat. You could wear nothing. Yeah, you could. (laughs) Depending. Yeah. (laughs) Speaking of jackets, like I love a light jacket. Um, I was really into tracksuit jackets back in like Mm -hmm. 2007. I feel like those were kind of fashionable then. Not so much now. Now I like my windbreaker or fleece. I'm going to use a word which... I know some people hate. It's called a shacket. Have oh, you ever I've heard, never of heard of that? With that. It's a shirt. How dare you? <laughs> a shirt. This come. is a clean podcast. <laughs> a shirt come jacket, or as somebody else uh, called it, a jerk. No, <laughs> which, which is a jacket shirt. You need to make a little glossary for our all things. Shacket. Yeah, a shacket. 
Okay. That's, I mean, don't is that, use so it. When it is that when you're wearing a shirt for a jacket? No, it's kind of like a... A, a jacket, jacket for a shirt. <laughs> <laughs> a jacket that is light, fundamentally. Almost shirt-like in fabric, but it's stitched like a jacket. So it's the pattern of a jacket oh. in maybe shirting fabric. Mm. Oh, okay. It's something quite light that you can kind of throw on top. Like in a, in a for those trans-seasonal days, or maybe tipping into summer, I would suggest a shacket might be something that you want to take on. A <laughs> I kind of do that already with my flannels. Like I find my flannels to be exactly. really um, yeah. adaptable in those and fall and spring because it, the weather can be so variable. Yeah. And I'll typically wear like a t-shirt, just complete like comic book nerd fashion, I guess, where I have like, I'll have a flannel shirt, but um, with a t-shirt underneath it, but it's open. And that gives me flexibility. I can take that off. Mm-hmm. I, it, it seems absurd to call that fashion. <laughs> it's, it's not, <laughs> but it is very comfortable. How about you, Jillian? What, what, what do you, what do you reach for in your closet that makes you feel cozy to go out in, in the fall or spring? Definitely light, lighter jackets, uh, sweaters. I love um, just to vary up my jeans. Love a good boot. Uh, yeah, I mean, pretty much anyone, other staples that I can think of. I like the colors I wear then. Like, I'll wear more, like, orange and red, mm. and I'll dress like a leaf. Yeah, exactly. that's the way to go. The varying tones of yeah. a leaf as it fo- slowly falls to the ground. Yeah. Through, pretty much for the rest of the year, like, I might wear lighter colors in the summer, Definitely wearing black in the winter as much as possible. But generally speaking, the older I get, the more black I wear because I find that it just sort of like goes with everything and black and, does and, go with and, black and hides my <laughs> aging body. I don't know what you're body. talking about. That's a very handsome man. I'm always always saying kind of rolls and stuff. It's crazy. Self-deprecating stuff. today. He's looking beautiful in his shirt and light colored jeans. Know, so crazy that are not even a tiny bit black. My plan worked. Now you're complimenting <laughs> me. This is yeah. It's all going according to plan. Yeah. Um, I, I miss dressing for fall because yeah. really it's just so, so hot here. So, I mean, I don't know. And spring's so difficult, I think, in general, just because it's such a weird intersection between colder months and then summer. And you, spring was the, always the toughest one for me. I don't know what to wear during spring that's cozy and fashionable. I really uh, enjoy wearing a trench coat. Hmm. And that sees me through both of those trans seasons. <laughs> <laughs> So um, academic. Yes, indeed. Uh, so I, this, this is definitely on your slideshow for one of your <laughs> courses, right? Here, we're talking about trans seasonal dressing. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I think a trench coat is really, it's a practical item, which is not going to go out of fashion. I don't, I don't think every season I see mm. designers kind of reworking the silhouette, but essentially a trench coat, if you have a good one, you can wear it forever and a day. Um, good tip. And it kind of, I guess, it, like if it's beige, it will go with everything. That's how I feel about it. So I just chuck on the trench coat usually in the, in those moments. I would love it if my one was waterproof as well, but unfortunately mm. it's not. So I got soaked when I was in the L.A. rain. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> again, thinking, mm, I'm so smart in my trench coat. Look at me. I think that's a good point you bring up that people should shop for something that will last a long time, not just because yeah. it's fashionable in the moment. Yeah, sometimes it's better to, to actually spend a little more money yeah. once and get something that's durable than, than go cheap and then it'll fall apart pretty quickly. Yeah, or a, just, yeah. A poor man can't afford to buy cheap. <laughs> is, that, is that an ad? <laughs> no, that's what my mom once said Oh, really? <laughs> oh, <laughs> she words of wisdom <laughs> she should be um yeah so i think yeah maybe in having some things that you invest in makes a bit more sense mm-hmm. or if you feel like oh i don't want to buy like a burberry trench coat because not not trying to give uh, the other trench coats are available from other brands um please shop around y- you can buy again vintage ones mm-hmm. that are great so don't feel that you have to go and spend loads of money you can find really great stuff on ebay or i don't know depop or other other places that vintage clothing exists so let's project into the future a little bit warm up in the summer months oh (laughs) yes what are we reaching for like let's imagine we're toasty in the summer it's hot outside the sun is shining we're all prepared to sweat (laughs) i hate the summer (laughs) yeah um but it's actually at that point staying cozy is a whole other mission Right, because you're trying to stay cool. Yeah, um, but also fashionable. You want to you feel cool. You want to look cool. This is where I really struggle because I feel like I'm I the worst dresser in the summer because I just kind of cling to the clothes I wear every other time of the year and I just suffer. 
Because <laughs> I do not wear shorts. I cannot wear shorts. I refuse to mm. wear shorts. No shorts. I don't know. I just, I mean, other people look great in them. I don't. Maybe just haven't found the right pair. I did go through a moment a couple of years ago where I was like, Matt, you're going to find the right length and fit. Yeah. They are out there for you. For you. There's somewhere. And I, I still believe, I still believe that somewhere there's a short for I me. I think so. But I haven't found it yet because I feel like it's always either too long or too short. And I couldn't, the colors are wrong. Because right now we're in a very like, at least in the gay world, like you can't swing a cat without hitting a gay man in a pastel <laughs> short short. Oh, you know, so that was where I tried, and then I was like, this isn't me. You haven't find a jean shirt? Now I feel like I'm going to look like uh, Jessica wham. Simpson. <laughs> Jessica Simpson? Jean Daisy, shorts. Daisy Jukes. No, yeah, my Daisy no, Dukes. you know what I mean. Like those, the back pockets are hanging over my, like a the, little, my little butt. They're like a out. little worn. I see, I see men in uh, those worn like shorts, jean shorts all the time, and they look really good. Yeah, I don't think that's me. I can't. I can't there's no short that I feel like captures my spirit. So, well, this summer, let's make it a mission yeah. to find you some shorts. I don't like tank you tops. To, you don't have to suffer. I, I'm trying to think of like what I possibly do in the summer that like, if, if, I, I just wear brighter colors. Okay. Like I like mm-hmm. busting out my Converse then because they're a little more comfortable. They breathe. Yeah. Definitely. I still like having layers. So I might, that's when I really might find like a light dress shirt. Oh, a linen. Linens. That's cozy mm. in the summer. Linens. I found it. <laughs> That's what I would recommend. And those look really good. I like a linen shirt. Yeah. I feel comfortable, fashionable. What, I, do, you, what do you reach for for yours in the summer months? Often a dress. Mm. Because again, much like what you, you said earlier, that my summer wardrobe is, is somewhat, it's, well, it's small in the UK because again, we, our summer is short. So we don't tend to invest a lot into summer wardrobes and our summer fashion is questionable at best so mm-hmm. usually it's things that I already have been wearing throughout the year that have been hidden under jumpers and now they're like being revealed to the world so I'm, I'm always <laughs> like oh no I don't have any t-shirts like why 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 has this happened to me um why do I only have thermal tops <laughs> so <laughs> um usually I have to panic buy some t-shirts in summer um, but I, I like wearing dresses in summer, like big roomy dresses that maybe have a little bit of like a Victoriana feel to them. Flowy. Um, <laughs> flowy. I've always wanted to wear a maxi dress. I know that's yeah, not what I you're describing. Ma- no, that, I, that is what I'm describing. Oh, really? I love a maxi. I love mm. a midi. Uh, don't get me started on a mini. I don't, it's too short. If, you, if you're trying to be practical, you've got to bend down and yeah. pick things up. Yeah. It's <laughs> <laughs> not the look that I'm going for. <laughs> Um, and so the maxi allows me to be practical. And then also s- jumpsuits. And those people who know me know that I have a lot of jumpsuits. So I will just wear those mm. in summer, maybe with less thermals underneath. Sandals. Love yeah. a good sandal. A technical sandal, though. Not this flim flopping around. No, oh, yeah. My foot needs to be in something that's... Very firm. Yes. That I could climb a mountain in. And you did, actually. You were in Joshua Tree and you were climbing, climbing in a, a mountain in, a dress. in sandals and a dress. Yeah. I think that's important. A, a good sandal. Like, and, and a guy commented on how strong my calves were. <laughs> oh. Who said that? He was impressed that I was climbing up this rocky mountain with, with um, just sandals whilst holding a baby. And he commented that my calves must be very strong. And indeed they are. He is correct. <laughs> you don't need to be commenting on people's calves. <laughs> Positive or not. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I bring up a sandal, which I'm curious about. Yes. Switching into cozy, yeah, fashionable shoes. Yeah. That, that's, a, that's a toughie, I think. Because there's so many shoes that are cozy and comfortable and not necessarily fashionable. Do you have any favorite shoes? Um, I think with shoes, it's about really pushing the boundary of what is acceptable and what (laughs) is and should be deemed fashionable. So I think this summer I might venture into the world of Crocs. Mm. And I know that people... People are cringing probably as they're, they're hearing this. Crocs? They're is she crazy? They're like, it's fashionable to go out in these Crocs? <laughs> she said it. We're doing it. <laughs> bye, bye, bye. It's um, all the rage in London. <laughs> but actually, there, there have been a few designers who have been selling some 
croc ripoffs, frocks, shall we call them? <laughs> Fake crocs <laughs> for like nine hundred pounds. I don't know what that oh. equates to in dollars, but Gucci hmm. did a pair which was uh, quite ridiculous. Um, and so I think that kind of the ugly shoe for summer is now totally acceptable. So embrace like your Velcro s- hiking sandals or, you know, your lovely Birkenstocks or whatever makes you feel, whatever orthopedic footwear makes you feel great. Yeah, I think go for it. What you should go for in summer. Yeah, I'm seeing a return to like a comfortable um like a reebok like a nurse shoe is kind of in oh, fashion oh i love that oh, that's, what's <laughs> so that brand chic. called danska or do they have that in the uk Danska or something i don't think so yeah those are like really comfortable orthopedic shoes as well but they're having a renaissance maybe just it's like footwear irony essentially yeah, yeah. there is a lot of that happening right yeah. now i'm cute on top but my footwear's ironic right mm-hmm. aren't i interesting because of that <laughs> <laughs> talk to me you do it in a different way which i'm I'm grateful for honestly because i i I talked about converse earlier but i do have a hard time wearing those now because the sole is flat and it strains my foot a lot and so i find myself wearing very nice like lifty reeboks as much as possible which give me a lot of cushion um because as a teacher i'm on my feet a lot so you have to have something comfortable i've really given up on the dress shoe like like the men's dress shoe they're nothing near the discomfort of a heel although some people really like wearing heels and they feel better in them but i don't know all the power to you but for me the 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 dress shoe can be just a little tight in the sides Mm -hmm. or it's hard to find the right fit or typically the sole's a little too hard not as forgiving but gotta just wear a sneaker yeah (laughs) No, especially, yeah, where you said you're on your feet all day. I found that if you, if you actually, like, a way to bring, like, to look professional but be cozy is if you wear, like, a really serious-looking black sneaker that doesn't have a lot of intricate design on it, the eye doesn't notice that. Like, people don't notice that you're yeah. not wearing a dress shoe. Or even, like, a simple white, like, looking, yeah. the same thing but in white. Just no logos, just mm-hmm. very kind of pared back. You can get away with being in a trainer, a sneaker, sorry, at work, definitely. And actually more and more professions yeah. do, mm-hmm. don't require you to be so kind of straight-laced. Yeah, and some of them actually, like, their, their whole ethos, their cultural like practice, like you kind of look out of place if you're too buttoned up. Mm. Yeah. I think dress shoes are kind of becoming a thing of the past. Yeah. We talked a little bit about brands, yes. like Gucci. <laughs> <laughs> so what should we be buying, Simone, from Gucci this season? <laughs> um, what are some affordable, cozy brands? Like if we, if we think about like, Places you might think of like, oh, actually, they're worth checking out because they they bring it in fashion. Like people wear it and feel good about how they look, but they're also comfortable. Do they, does any do any brands come to mind? There is a brand that springs to mind, which I think has become the stylists slash art directors staple wardrobe in the UK. And I don't know. And probably quite a lot of Europe. I don't know if you have it in the in the US yet. It's called Arquette. You might have it in new york it's basically we have um the arquette's acting family <laughs> yeah. arquette, david arquette i share a birthday with david oh. <laughs> is that it magical that is not it so it's part of h&m group okay um and it's kind of somewhere in between their cause and h&m but it just has really good kind of basic wear mm-hmm. actually some of the stuff is a bit more fashion forward or a bit more kind of i don't know minimal chic you might describe it as but men's and women's and probably if you don't have it yet i'm sure it will be coming to the u.s soon um but i would think that is a pretty kind of affordable brand it's kind of like a j crew but i would say better and mm-hmm. more affordable <laughs> i'll have to look into that it it's called our how do you spell that arquette uh, a r k e t Oh, like okay. market oh without okay the M. there we go oh. i was putting a q in there somewhere yeah right. i was i was right i went straight to the arquette family yeah <laughs> but that seems to be and, and a lot of people will just kind of wear that with some other things so they may get oh, i don't know like they may have designer pieces that they mix in um into their wardrobe but most most people in fashion that i know know own something from arquette okay Put on the list. This isn't a hip brand, but my husband, for men, my husband shops a lot at The Gap. 
Gap which has gotten really affordable. When mm-hmm. I feel like when I was younger, the Gap was a little more premium and mm-hmm. more expensive. And now it's like, just shop here, please. We're going to yeah. lower our prices. And so he gets these really adorable sweaters and dress shirts. Mm-hmm. And they, they're very clean, very simple. They look great. Um, and they're very adaptable. And I should I should look at him and be like, I should dress more like that. But I don't. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. Um, I, I I usually go to Uniqlo for my stuff, which is a yeah. bit, which it has a lot of flexibility, but it is not as kind of crisp as the Gap is. But it has um, a lot of cozy options, especially if there's sweaters yeah. and thermal well, stuff. I, yeah, well, the 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 sweaters he gets there are so soft. They look they look great. Um, they're good for work and at home. So I guess if you're shopping for a man, like check out the Gap again. Someone's looking at me like that's not fashion. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think it's such a it's such an American staple that yeah. in a way, you know, they they kind of have to the keep reinventing themselves. <laughs> yeah, we just call it Gap in the UK. I'm very sorry, we don't even use the uh, the <laughs> terrible <laughs> Gap. I'm going to Gap. Um, but on the Uniqlo front, it's another store which I find, as a stylist, it's quite interesting because everything is very plain and simple. But ultimately, it's up to you, the customer, to think about how you put all these kind yeah. of combinations mm-hmm. together. So there's a real kind of, like, there can be quite a lot of fun shopping in Uniqlo because you're like, oh, I can put this on in this way and yeah. I can add all these different colors. and Or not, you can just be like, I'm buying this thing in white and I'm buying it in black, the same two items, you know. So... It depends on the type of customer that you mm-hmm. are and how you like to wear your clothes. It, it gives you a lot of range as an experience for shopping. Yeah, I have my puffer jacket from Uniqlo. So. I mean, I wonder how many they sold. sold I think I feel like they're worldwide. the pioneer really bringing that <laughs> yeah. like, Ultra on, on a budget down. level to the yeah. masses. Very cozy, very warm. Yeah. I think accessorizing too can be very cozy. Like the, you know, if you can bring in a pop of color with their glasses. I love yeah. Simone's glasses. Oh, they're, thank they're, you. They're, they're they're chunky and that looks really cozy to me, but they're also fashionable. They're kind of a cat eye look. It's mainly so that I don't see the lens that I've gone so big with my glasses. But I think I'm verging on Dame Edna as I get older <laughs> and older. <laughs> this is the look I'm cozier and cozier. <laughs> well, I, I found my glasses these were in high school, and like back then, the tinier the better. Oh, right. And they're basically these like little. That's very in right now. Rectangles. Yeah, like almost a bit like... matrix. Yeah, like... no. <laughs> I do not like that trend. We need to resist that at all costs. Like we can't go back. Because I agree. Like I put them on. I'm like, how did I handle <laughs> seeing the frame 24 seven? Oh um, man, yeah, I don't like that. I trend. like I like larger glasses. They let you forget you're wearing glasses, mm. which is nice. All right, so Simone, before we let you go, before you, you hop before back you on a plane me. to London, <laughs> don't let before me we let you leave the room. <laughs> Um, from your expertise as a stylist, like how do you keep abreast of trends? So like if we have listeners who are like, I want to be fashionable, like <laughs> I, I aspire to that too. I think I've actually used some very fashionable listeners, but yeah. what, what do you look for? Like, what do you look to in terms of like staying up to date on fashion trends as, so, as a professional? Well, working in industry, you look at runway shows. It's kind of the main, um, point of interest and that happens twice a year so you can look at the whole selection of runway shows and there are loads of websites um, that kind of document them you could look on vogue.com or vogue runway or now fashion um, and they they've got pictures of every kind of runway show possible so if you're really into fashion and you want to see like what is coming down the runway or has just come down the runway because we've just had shows in New York, London, Paris and Milan and Copenhagen. Um, So that would be the the kind of first point of call. I would also say Instagram. A lot of people get um, their information from Instagram and I guess that in a way has kind of, in some respects... Destroyed magazines. Destroyed (laughs) magazines or been disruptive to kind of how, how magazines would disseminate trends to yeah. people. So instead of maybe following a magazine and you might follow a magazine still by all means, you might follow influencers or individual people who dress well or, you know, uh, look good and you might like their style specifically and you might think that works better for your kind of aesthetic. Mm-hmm. So rather than thinking, oh, I'm going to try all these different styles. Actually, maybe there's an influencer out there who who kind of fits with your profile or who you want to look like and yeah. you can kind of follow them. Um, yeah, so um, I would say that's kind of the kind of two main things. I really love looking at people on the street because I feel like that gives you a really good insight as to 
how people are actually wearing clothes. We talk about kind of high fashion and the runway and but actually how does that translate to the streets? Mm-hmm. You know, like how do people actually wear those ridiculous chunky trainers from Balenciaga mm-hmm. as they clip What is around? the kind of delay between like <laughs> when you're when you're looking at like a runway show mm-hmm. and you're seeing like, oh, this is the new collection from XYZ company. Yeah. To the point that you see like an everyday person wearing it on the street. Like, is this like years later or like like how does that get disseminated? So the tr- the trickle down element has been that gap has been uh, made much shorter because you have high street stores are able to kind of replicate whatever is happening on the runway within about three to four weeks. Mm-hmm. So um, in order to kind of stop that from happening, some fashion houses have implemented a see now, buy now um, oh. structure. Mm-hmm. So something that walks down the runway you can actually click on a website and buy it and the next day you could have it in your house. So, so there it's, it's faster that, now. Yeah, there isn't that time delay. Yeah. Um, what would used to happen is you'd go, the collections would be shown, six months later a magazine would be out with them in, you take the magazine into a store and the magazine would say, oh, come back in a month's time, we might have that in. So that kind of whole gap has been made much shorter um by people's kind of need and thirst to consume but also by designers not wanting to have their work ripped off by the high street essentially that's fascinating we need to update devil wears prada (laughs) to to a new timeline (laughs) poor poor andy is going to be working even harder now (laughs) she's going to be non-stop (laughs) um thank you simone for guiding us through that was very you're very welcome Interesting. I could listen to you talk about clothes all day. Oh, it's yes, been thank so you. far. Thank you. It's been extremely cozy as well. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's a cozy spot. Before we wrap up, we have a candle to review. Yes. So, Simone, just to go, go over the ground rules for candle reviewing here. <laughs> um, we rate candles on a one wick rating. We each get one wick to give. Okay. So you can say this is half a wick, a quarter wick, or a full wick. Um, usually people give half or full wicks or no wicks. That's a real... Thumbs down for okay. a candle. We'll talk about the candle, and then we'll each give our wick rating. Mm-hmm. This candle we're burning today is Ojai Pixie Blossom by Ethics Supply Company. And I picked this up in Ojai, California, which is a, a nice vacation spot. And they're also known for growing pixie tangerines. And so you see these uh, groves, of ta- these tangerine groves in Ojai. And I didn't even, I've been to Ojai, this is my third time, this is the first time I even noticed all the oranges. <laughs> Which is kind of, that's how oblivious I can be. Um, and evidently, pixie tangerines are, um, you know, they're always seedless, which is nice. You don't have to worry about those seeds. Mm-hmm. Um, they're, they're pretty juicy um, and a little uh, easier to peel than a lot of other types of orange or tangerine. I can't, I don't know quite the difference, but let's go with tangerines. Um, I, I'm pretty sure this is a tangerine. And the blossom is obviously the flower. And there is a lovely, like, when you're in Ojai, like, this lovely scent, mm-hmm. this blossom scent in the springtime. So the, they're trying to capture that moment. And I love a local candle that's trying to give you a local scent. The way they describe their own candle scent is, uh, they call it, this lovely citrus-inspired candle hails from one of our most favorite trails in Matalija Canyon, nestled in gorgeous Ojai, where historic citrus trees are framed behind vintage-stacked stone walls at the onset of this backyard adventure. It's a lot of, yeah, a lot of movement there. We're on an adventure in that sentence. And they describe the scent as the gentle scent of a welcoming symphony of sweet Ojai pixie blossom, warm tangerine, and luxurious notes of clementine that sparkle like starlight against a vibra- vibrato of white lily, gardenia, and sweet... Oh, no. I'm going to have a, uh, a pony moment. Oh. Is it f- Frisia? Freesia. Freesia. Okay. Thank you. You're Good thing you're here. I could have helped them. The lush whisperings of wild berries are also here. Joined the revel- revelry as the moonlit... This is like um, wow. a wild. They really, they really dove into this description. <laughs> as the moonlit trail finds its way under a canopy of oak to the restful oasis of a crystal clear jade green steam found, stream found deep within the canyon walls. Okay. Yeah, that's copy- a lot. Their copywriter had a lot of fun. Yeah, but, I mean, that'll but... spare time, I think. Working from home now. <laughs> um, so the notes are sweet clementine, warm tangerine, white lily. It's definitely, I'm getting like a very soft floral scent, which is nice. It's like slightly sweet. I'm getting a lot of tangerine. Yeah. 
Yeah, it's very, it's kind of a delicate scent, isn't it? It doesn't yeah. feel very overpowering. It's no. kind of something that's nicely permeating the room in a kind of gentle way. In kind of a real way, like a natural scent of in, yeah. you're in a grove and you kind of get a whiff of blo- blossom, orange blossom. It's definitely capturing that, I think. Yeah, it's definitely reminiscent of Ojai. It does sound, smell like a scent I've smelled before, though. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does smell kind of like a slightly more fine-tuned orange candle. Yeah. Because we've we burned some orange candles here that are like, bang you over the head like we like juice an orange and now we put a wick on it <laughs> this is nicely subtle but i think the one thing i will say this is like a little too expensive for what it is like how much was it so this little one was i think 18 dollars, and it's like one of those Highway kind of robbery. like yeah it's one of those very tiny almost tea light sized tins mm. um i mean like it's like two tea lights stacked together basically um, well, I guess if you're visiting Ojai and you're from the East Coast, you don't really get those scents and it's a souvenir. I could see spending 18, but if you're just yeah. getting a candle, get a candle. Yeah, I think yeah. I think I think as a souvenir, it's good. I don't yeah. know if I would say rush out to the website and buy it now. <laughs> yeah. So I might give it a <laughs> half like, wick. Yeah. It's delivering what it's promising, but it's a little too expensive. I might give yeah. it like a three quarters wick for the, just a little notch off for the price. I can't do the math with this now. <laughs> I would like to give it a three-quarter wick mainly because of the beautiful description. Yeah. And I feel like the description maybe is more than the candle itself. Yeah, like which, is, you, which is a danger with a very flowery <laughs> description is you kind of overpromise, right? If you try to print that description and put it on the candle, I don't think there would be space. No, There's there wouldn't so be, many no. adjectives, so little time. I do like, <laughs> I do like the black matte um, yeah, that's cool. I like tin. That. That's usually don't see that. It's a very chic color. Yeah. Yeah. So I'll give chic. it three quarters of a wick. Okay. So together, I can't. That is <laughs> one and a half wicks plus your half. So it's two out of three. Okay. Unfortunately, it's time to wind down. Did I say that right? Wind down. Yeah. He said it right. <laughs> I did it. It sounded weird. Someone's making me self conscious about my American accent. No. Everything you pass is like Ralph's. <laughs> <laughs> The, the, the American accent is generally amusing to me. And I think... Oh, sorry, we're even clowns just, to you. <laughs> you are. It's very entertaining. I'm literally laughing as I walk through the streets of Los Angeles. Los Feliz. <laughs> Other uh, neighborhoods, yeah. But before we go, Simone, where can people keep up with you online if they want to follow you and steal all the trends that you're dropping? <laughs> all these exclusive trends. You can follow me on Instagram at... Simone Konu, that's K-O-N-U. Or you can follow us at Also Journal. That's A-L-S-O-J-O-R-U-N-A-L. Awesome. Do it. Yeah, follow Simone, follow Also Journal. And then we'll emerge from this chrysalis together of social distancing as beautiful butterflies <laughs> our strutting our stuff. You'll get shorts. <laughs> It'll be a renaissance in fashion. Uh, so we have a few shout outs. Thank you to one of our listeners, LM Gray. She sent us some really nice comments on Instagram. And then our friends of the podcast, Gretchen and Bryce. For yeah, thank you for the shout outs on Twitter. Yeah, it's been phenomenal. There have really been a lot kind. of like call outs for like what podcasts are you listening to? Um, you know, because podcasts are still going on no matter. We're not shut down. Yeah, we keep on <laughs> chucking along. Coming at you, yeah. Um, they can't stop us from talking to microphones. They're like, oh, we wish they could. <laughs> <laughs> Have these been sanitized? <laughs> yes. Performance. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, thank you so much for the shout outs. It really does mean a lot. Very kind. Yeah, I think that's it. That's, that's it that, on my end. That's it for our cozy fashion episode. We might, you know, we're going to, we might come back to you, Simone, as our fashion correspondent for oh, all please things cozy. do. I'm happy to dial in from abroad. Reporting live from London. <laughs> Simone Tony exactly. Ray. And you can keep up with us at All Things Cozy Podcast on Facebook and Instagram. We have a Facebook group. It's poppin'. Poppin' always. Um, we're both on Twitter. I'm at Pivovarchek. That's at P-E-E-V-O-V-A-R-C-H-E-C-K. Jillian is at Jillian Walters. No vowels in that last name. Yep. G-I-L-L-I-A-N-W-L-R-T-S. Um, wait, I think I messed that up a little w, bit. W, you said it right. W-L. Okay. No, you didn't. W-L-T-R-S. W-L-R-T-S. No, W-L... TRS. You know what? When you're sitting and <laughs> typing it, it'll just come naturally. And I, I guarantee and you. And I also don't, I just retweet, so I have something to see there. But if you want to just follow me for... Follow for those sweet retweets. For those retweets. <laughs> <laughs> Got to see what Jillian's liking it up to. What, yeah. what, what is she digging on Twitter? Oh um, <laughs> and if you want to support the podcast, we are on Patreon. Yeah. You can find us uh, at patreon.com slash allthingscozy. 
as of this release, I think this is like the final day. If you're listening right on March 30th or whatever, this is going to be released somewhere around there. After March 31st, no more pins. So this is your last chance to get a Valentine's Day pin. Made by me. Made, made hand, handmade by me that says stay cozy on it. So if you want that, any amount that you donate, um, donate or, you know, subscribe, I think is a better way of putting it um, to keep this thing going. We'll, get, we'll net you one of those along with a sticker magnet. But yeah, until next time, again, thank you, Simone, for joining oh, us. No, thank you for having me. It's yeah, been it was wonderful. a pleasure. Thank you. Thank you. As always, stay, stay cozy. cozy.